All right. Uh, Corey, can we please have a one-word prompt? Sparkle. Sparkle. I love it. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. This just reminds me of uh, confetti at parties, similar party favor thing. But confetti also is equally hard to remove from your place ever. Uh, I don't know if I've told this story on the pod already, but I, uh, confetti followed me throughout a move. I moved apartments and was still finding it like in my couch and shit after having a party. It's the worst. Hold on one it's second. Equally annoying. Hey! Welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your host, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests. And this week we watched Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Jim, Hen- Jim Henson's Henson. Labyrinth. David Bowie. Labyrinth. Masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, Ken? <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> um, when was the last time you had confetti? Like, not not to be confused with funfetti. Let's, right. let's get yeah, that out no. of the way. Yeah. Um, one I shove in my mouth, the other not so much. Have you banned like confetti from any like yeah. get oh, yeah. at if, this point? Yes. We have yet to have like a real party at this new place we're at. But yeah, if anybody if I were to like throw a New Year's Eve party or something like that and somebody walks in with those like confetti cannon things that uh, the popper thingies, you're getting kicked out. You're getting booted. You know, like 50% of people would show up with those. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I'm gonna hand them the vacuum and be like, all right, clean up after yourself. <laughs> I feel like if you were to call it out ahead of time, more people would bring Yes, it. I know, because I have wonderful <laughs> friends. <laughs> Just makes it more fun. Is it too early to think about New Year's Eve parties? No, I don't think so. I mean, we're, we're in the midst of the holiday season, right? Halloween has happened. That was the yes. first of uh-huh. the holidays. And uh, yeah, so I think it's time to think about it. It's freaking cold out. It is. Oh my yeah. God, it is, it is snowing right now. What? Where, where I am, it is actively snowing. Oh no! Which, Sucks. I was planning on getting up on the roof after this, so that's not happening. God damn it. Dang. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, so New Year's is coming soon. <laughs> uh, I want to hear our guest's opinion on these parties. Yeah, you want to bring her on? Yeah, we're joined once again by Corey Jordan. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. Uh, it is a balmy 38 in my neighborhood and partly mm. cloudy. Yeah. Um, we also had confetti follow us and uh the place i was at before this we had a birthday party for someone else because their apartment was too small so we threw like a surprise party for them and it wasn't even my friend it was like one of my roommate's friends and they had those balloons that are full of confetti and no someone just popped them at the end of the party and they were everywhere and i mean like in the shower not just like behind the couch or like stuck to your foot just in the shower every yeah they, like got into the hvacs and just <laughs> <laughs> went everywhere yeah oh my god dang now that's a party balloons popping in the shower and things like that. oh yeah also i wanted to give our listeners an update so last week ken you and i were talking about getting outside more and I think we've been doing a pretty good job. We're texting each we other, holding been. each other accountable, getting outside about like a day. Yeah. I have not been keeping up with it every single day for sure. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I forgot to text you yesterday, but I did go outside. Good. Um, but yeah, we're, we're trying to, we're sending pics outside. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool little thing we're doing. I don't know. It's working. It's getting me to at least like get out of the apartment once a day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was a good idea. Yeah. I, I appreciate having an outdoor buddy. Corey, do you struggle with this too? Do you, are you better about like leaving your place in the winter? Well, in the winter, it's a lot harder because of all the layers and the peeling and stuff. 
at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, my workplace did a virtual 5K hmm. um, oh. where we just said that we were just going to all go on a walk for like a few hours and to like send pictures of us walking. So something cool. similar. I mean, I don't work remotely anymore, so I do have to leave the house every day. Ah, got it. Okay. So it's kind of built in. That's good. When I come home, there's so little that's worth <laughs> So cold and dark. Yeah, especially now. Yeah, it's dark by like 5 p.m. It sucks. It's the worst. Stupid God. daylight savings time. Get on it, Congress. Get rid of this shit. It, it's happening. It's already passed. Hasn't yeah, it? I know. Yeah, but I, I just want it now. It's oh, yeah. We still have to suffer through one more winter where it's like dark all the time. Yeah, I think we spring forward one more time and then that's it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. We're almost through it. Yeah. Finally. Can I be curious if we keep it up when it is like a foot of snow outside and stuff? Oh, I'm sure we won't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, why would I want to go outside at all? I don't know. Fresh air. It's good for you. Not when it's like negative five degrees outside. I think it's actually harmful for you. Yeah. All right. Just like, just quickly, like run outside and run back in for like ten seconds. Run down to the end of your driveway, turn around and run back in. (laughs) Driveway challenge. Yeah. Also, my laundry is in a different building, so wow. Like, so I do. Yeah, it's not fun. So I will be going outside at least a few times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever done laundry and then like brought it when it was like fresh out of the dryer outside when it's like so cold out? Was it like steaming? Um, I feel like that's a cool I'm sure that I have. We can say yes. It okay. was crazy. <laughs> Kinda, I, I thought you were going to ask that if when it's cold outside, if you take clothes out of the dryer and put them on immediately to then go back outside, back to your apartment. Oh, yeah. That'd be better. Mm-hmm. Corey, have you? <laughs> um, have you changed uh, in a public uh, <laughs> laundry area? Um, no, I don't. Cha- I just put them on on top of all of my clothes. Yeah. Nice. It's but, more layers. Yeah. Keep you toasty of clothes yeah and then they're already like on you easier to just hang them back up in the closet you just take them off and hang them and they're not wrinkly or anything uh feel free to try this yourselves and <laughs> make it a lot easier yeah Could be fun. I, I it's fine i i would prefer not to have to walk you know i mean i do enjoy walking just mm-hmm. in general i'm a big walker but yeah i get that it's yeah a pain in the winter well you know who else had to do a lot of walking recently? Segway. There it is. Hey, thanks for catching that. It was the girl whose name I don't remember from uh, Labyrinth. Sarah. <laughs> so we will talk about Labyrinth and more coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. You have 13 hours in which to solve the Labyrinth before your baby brother becomes one of us forever. The magic of Jim Henson. The Wizardry of George Lucas. Labyrinth. What's the... I even like looked it up ahead of time. What's the main short dude that she Hog- hangs out with? Hoggle. Hoggle. L-E, Hoggle. Hoggle. And Ludo is the big guy, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Ludo! <laughs> And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast, friend, once again by returning guest Corey Drennan, and we're talking about Labyrinth. Corey, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's never heard or seen Jim Henson's Labyrinth what it is all about. Ready, go. 
It is a 1980s movie about a teenage girl who accidentally wishes her baby stepbrother away or half-brother away and uh, the Goblin King, there's a Goblin King and he's in love with her. So he snatches that baby and um, she has to make her way through a complicated labyrinth, um, meeting lots of kooky friends and creatures to try and get her brother back. Five, four, and, um, three, he, He's wearing tights. <laughs> Thanks for slipping that yeah, in. Steve. We do get to see Bowie's dong throughout the film. <laughs> is he is he wearing like a piece under that? Is he wearing like a cup or is that just his... I, I can't like, quite were, tell. They knew they knew what they were doing, so there had to have been some sort of like dong um, person, Carrier. Not like a PA <laughs> that was in charge of that, or like a costumer or something. Making sure that are correct in every scene. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your like prior experience working on movies? Oh, well, you know David Bowie's Dong and Labyrinth. That was me. I worked on that. Piece. Oh, of course. Oh, wow, yeah. wow, that's great. It'll be perfect for Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry. So wait, the the plot is that he's in love with her. Wait, are well, we really moving on from the dong? Like I expected oh, us you, to you had spend more? at okay, least ten please. minutes on this. Ken's <laughs> okay. uh, got a tight five on David Bowie's dong. <laughs> um, yeah, because it says in in the beginning she. Well, I watched this a lot as a kid, um, so I was I was surprised. I haven't watched it and maybe a year, a few months. I don't remember. I was surprised at how much of the movie I like memorized, but she says in the beginning that he was in love with the girl. Okay. Cause that, when they, uh, when there's that like masquerade ball scene, I'm like, okay, I'm picking up like sexual tension vibes in this, but isn't she like a child? She, she's like six. She's in high school, like 16. Yeah. I think so like, this feels weird. It's definitely muddy. It's not like very clear. Like, yes. I am in love with you. This is why I'm doing these things. But there is that one line in the beginning. Yeah. Could cut that tension with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that, that was my suspicions were like kind of <laughs> accurate. Cause yeah. yeah, it was kind of, it was weird at the end. Why? So David Bowie is the goblin king, right? Mm-hmm. But he just look like a human. Just, yeah. just, yeah. he just, he just normal. Why? That's why, why he's the king. That? Oh, okay. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He looked completely normal in this movie. Uh-huh. Everybody wears their hair. And not Everyone looks like exactly like that. He looks like, do you guys know who Elvira is? Yes. He Elvira's looks exactly husband. like Elvira. Yeah. Anyway. Imagine if it was just like a guy in slacks and like a button down though. <laughs> it's just the normal like. Hey everybody, welcome jockey. to like, my castle. <laughs> Please take off your shoes at the door. Thank you. Ken, do you have a, a David Bowie impression? I don't know why I think you might. No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to try to do one, but I can't even begin to. Okay. Uh, something about tantric sex. That's the only <laughs> fun fact I know about David Bowie. Is that uh, real? That's a real thing. Oh. He's, he's a big proponent and advocate for tantric sex. Wow. That is, I don't, I don't know why I know that. Anyway. Did he actually have heterochromia in real life? Because I always forget because his eye thing is two different colors. Because in the movie, Uh his eyes were two different colors. That's real. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. I'm the Goblin King. That's my boy. That was perfect. (laughs) Thank you. David Bo, are you here? Wow. He's back from the grave. Ken, I was going to ask how, like, how the music was this time. Because there's only, like, what, two songs? No, three, four? 
Yeah. That is, I did, that is exactly where I was going to go next. So <laughs> I, I took some notes this time because I felt like I needed to. Let's start at the very beginning. In the opening credits, there mm-hmm. is a very long title sequence for some reason. Yeah. Uh, where it's just normal music playing. And I don't know if it was the version I was watching or my sound system, but as soon as the singer comes on, which I assume is David Bowie, I'm not positive, mm-hmm. uh, it was startling uh, how loud it was. I don't, yeah. It might just be me. Uh, I, I had a little bit of a jump at that point. I uh, was not expecting it. I didn't know the song, so maybe maybe I should have. But um, did anyone else have that experience? Yeah. I, I just really okay. like it, it just made me realize like, oh, right. This is how movies used to be. There was like a two minute long title sequence before it starts. Just like, okay, we get it. Just start the movie already. I just All it was was like, it. it was just like a black screen with like a the worst CGI'd owl flying around, right? <laughs> yeah. Really? time that was hot fresh and like <laughs> mm-hmm. whoa <laughs> but yeah i i fast forwarded through that part because i don't have patience <laughs> anymore i'm like oh it's just the title i'm not gonna miss the movie if i just like right. miss the names of it so well I, little did you know cj that there was a big hint in the title sequence uh that owl actually is uh your 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 mom i don't know <laughs> never mind whoa <laughs> <laughs> Well, they know that people won't stay to watch credits at the end, so maybe that's why they put it at the beginning. Yeah, true. But just, like, do it. There's plenty of movies that still, like, you can start the movie and still yeah. have text over the screen kind of thing. Like, other movies have done that. Yeah. But, but I, they yeah. want you to really pay attention to yeah. who to the, that owl. the CPA was for this movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Does the owl play a part, by the way? It, like, come, it comes back in the end. Also an owl. Did you guys notice that? David like, Bowie is now? He's also, yeah, the Goblin King's, all, this is me flapping my wings. He's also an owl. Oh. The, the owl comes into Toby's bedroom in the beginning, and then she, like, does, oh. and then when she looks back up, he's standing there, and then in the very end, he's wearing that, like, all white and, like, kind of feathery. Oh, yeah. And then he, the clothes fall, and then there's an owl, and then there's an owl in the house. And then, speaking of Owl House, is a very good show. So still begs the question to Ken's point: Why is he the Goblin King if he's an owl? He's the owl. He's also the Owl King. He's this is a weird dynamic. Yeah, Yeah. I don't get it. But mm. Uh, okay, yeah, that's because you're not the Goblin King. (laughs) True. Yeah, I simply don't understand. I'm a peasant. (laughs) I wouldn't understand how royalty works. So getting back to the music, uh, I think the next song was uh, the the Babe song. Is that right? Yeah. What um. Why? Why that song? It's, Why? That's the best <laughs> song in the whole movie. I listen to that on my just on the train. It's so good. I mean, I I've heard that song before and yeah, it's 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 a, it's a fine. It's okay. But I I didn't fit with the what was happening. Like the 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 baby is just a, not a magical baby, right? It's just a I don't know. It didn't really to me it didn't make any sense, but do you think they wrote me. this song first? And they were like, well, this is what it is. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> they were like, this is the general pitch, David. Here you go. Now make a movie about this. Yeah. Yes, yes. Even the song titles are fun. One's called Chili Down. What? Oh, yeah. I don't oh, really oh, know why. Guys, yeah. The, that one was one way the... too long. That one's my least favorite. 
I that one was visually the most interesting, but all yeah. of those guys were just animal. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, from the Muppets. Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun that they, they got to just like kick each other's head around. Mm-hmm. I think where they like fly. <laughs> yeah, with their ears. Yeah. Why? I, I I think I also missed that. Why is chili down the phrase they're saying? Is that a thing I'm unaware of? I was watching the subtitles, and that song did not have subtitles, so I didn't know <laughs> what they were singing. Even they were like, "We have no idea. This is yeah, so insane." Because I, I watched this movie. A- as a kid and i i just kind of made the noises yeah i didn't i didn't get that like it's almost like they had like a like a royalty deal for like a select few songs that they can use in this movie and they're just like i don't just use them it doesn't have to fit it's okay just throw them in there yeah for like kind of being a musical though it it was at least there weren't that many it felt like no yes yes there's 12 songs total on the soundtrack but it felt like, yeah, there was only, what, like three or four that they really... Numbers. Yeah. Yeah, that that was nice. I appreciated that. We stuck to the very linear and straightforward plot that made complete sense the whole time. Yeah, that was that was great. The the child in the, the first, the, the babe song one, uh-huh. I am sure that kid is messed up now, right? Because... <laughs> I was thinking that too. Other other than David Bowie, he's surrounded by literal goblins who are, some are like genuinely pretty scary looking. Uh, And he's just standing there screaming in the middle of this pit. Like, oh my God, it's so horrible. There was a lot of that baby crying in this movie. Yeah. It was unsettling. I did not like those parts. (laughs) I I thought exactly the same thing. Yeah. He's literally in the, in a pit in the center of a room surrounded by like 30 goblin creatures just crying his eyes out. It's like, is there better like child labor laws these days? I hope. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't know how working with babies on set works. Cause it's not like a dog where you can like cue them. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, what if they like cued him? And I'm like, no, that's not. How babies <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. Does that mean they like have to intentionally either make the baby cry or just kind of like wait until he gets cranky? They like deprive him of a nap and are like, all right, now cu- go, 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 go. <laughs> Action. I'm, I'm sure it was pretty easy with all those terrifying creatures around. God, yeah. The, I, did, I did catch at least at one point when David Bowie was interacting with the child that they had subbed in a dummy baby at one point. Oh, oh. You noticed when he was throwing the baby up in the air? Yeah. <laughs> Good eye. <laughs> when the completely lifeless body of this child was being thrown into the air, yes. Yes. That's good. Okay, so there's some child labor laws in act. They can't just like toss a baby around. That's good. When I was reading trivia for this, one thing I couldn't work into a question was uh, at one point, David Bowie has the baby and is like whispering something in his ear and the baby looks like entranced. Mm-hmm. And the way that they managed that, because this child was very uh, ornery or however you want to put it, uh, off screen, David Bowie had like a little puppet on his hand. I was just trying to keep the child's attention. Yeah. And so the mm. child was like fixated on that um, during that sequence. Okay. Also, speaking of David Bowie's hands, was that him with the balls? I think it was not. I've heard that it's not him. It, yeah, I, it doesn't look like it. Recently that like those are someone else's hands doing the fishing. Those, 
also those are someone else's hands yeah okay it's, sorry if i ran into a trivia question but yeah you did but it's okay uh <laughs> yeah apparently he like they did like the old thing where you put someone's hands through you, like, yeah your armpits. <laughs> it looked like it because <laughs> so i was like no way does david bowie like took the time to learn how to do that magician trick it was pretty cool though i want to yeah. learn how to do that ball thing where it, like goes over your fingertips and down the back of your hand that's yeah. pretty awesome tv balls and you can i they're an as seen on tv product oh, oh. Huh. As seen on Netflix. In yeah, the yeah. Labyrinth. As, seen, as seen on Labyrinth. Um, really quick before moving on to the soundtrack, just a quick uh, Google. The Labyrinth soundtrack was Bowie's third best-selling iTunes album in the UK. Oh, my God. Wow. That's astounding. It's very good. Well, I, I don't know. I mainly listen to just two songs from it. Okay, yeah. So even a fan is only listening to a couple of the songs. <laughs> What what other songs were there? We covered two. Magic Dance. Magic is Dance is with Magic the baby. Dance. Yeah. That's, that's the baby. There's one just called Sarah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's more of like a like movie soundtrack one. Yeah, Chili Down. Mm-hmm. Then As the World Falls Down. I think that's when The Masquerade. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, Within You mm. is another Bowie one. And then the last Bowie one is Underground. That's the opening title sequence. Ah, okay. Yeah. So Underground and Magic Dance are my two faves. Underground reached number 21 in the UK singles chart. In the 1980s? Yeah. In 1986, or yeah. Dang. Crazy. <laughs> what can't this guy do? What can't this guy do? <laughs> um, I really loved all of the practical effects. Yes. I think they're insanely yeah. impressive. Totally. Um, especially because Hoggle is not a person in a suit. Like, he is completely puppet. Because there are some wow. that are, like, hybrid. Well, yeah. really? Yeah. We had the VHS, and I would, if you watch till after the credits, they have, like, the making of. And I watched it a lot. And um, Hoggle is, like, even they have, like, little controls for, like, his eyebrows and Dang. Like, everything. It's, I figured that. But the, the body's not, like, a, a little person or anything like that? Maybe they, like, control Okay. That is okay. super impressive. It is. Yeah. yeah. It looked, it's, yeah, very realistic. Mm-hmm. And, and they did a great job of syncing up everything, too. Like, yeah, the expressions in general, aside from being able to control it, like, they kept it looking realistic as well, like, doing things at the right times. Very, yeah. very cool. You had me fooled. I, yeah, I thought it was like a person walking around or something. That's crazy. Sure? Yeah. The, I mean, Jim Henson, obviously, just like, a mastermind at puppetry and the best to ever do it kind of thing. Just so impressive. Mm-hmm. Who was everyone's favorite um, Muppet? Ludo, for sure. Ludo? Okay. Or the bridge guy. Bridge guy is mine. Yes, for sure. Okay. That he, the fact that he is a little, the, the dog is his like mount. Yeah. Is the best. <laughs> yeah. It says um, they classify him as an animatronic puppet. Mm. Wow. Um, my favorite was the worm. Yeah. Mm. The very inviting, welcoming worm. Mm-hmm. Come in yeah. for a cup of tea. Yeah. And the bog of eternal stench. Can't not talk about that. Big farting swamp. Yes. <laughs> With like literal buttholes. I, <laughs> God. I, I think it's a bit continuity because the, the rocks come up from under the swamp. And so like they're walking on the rocks. Does that not count? Are they not all super stinky from that? Guess yeah. not. Are those the butt cheeks of the swamp that, are, that have risen up? The rocks. Oh, also, 
going a bit back to the like goblin pit. So the the baby, the thing is, is if Sarah doesn't get to her brother, her baby turns into a goblin, right? Because yeah. he's mm-hmm. one of us. Do you guys think that the goblins are all babies that he stole? <laughs> oh, no. I do. I, I yeah. didn't think about that. I like to think that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I hope not. God, this guy is this king is so evil. I hope that so. that's, the that's case. great. Jeez, it's such a darker movie. He was fine, so it's okay. <laughs> one of them was fine. They <laughs> saved one baby. Yeah. Yeah. Baby. Before before we move on to trivia, I I do want to talk about the ending a bit mm-hmm. and maybe what we're supposed to take away from it because I'm sure I missed whatever that was. But uh, <laughs> spoiler alert for for people: if you wanted to skip the trivia, skip ahead a couple of minutes. But uh, the ending of the movie, she obviously you know gets her step or half brother back, and and then she looks in the mirror and sees the various people who helped her along the way, and she's like, oh, I guess sometimes I do need you. And then they have a big party <laughs> in her room. And and one thing I, I found while while researching this movie was that. In the beginning of the movie, you can actually see all of those characters as like little stuffed figurines mm-hmm. around her room. Yeah. So they were already pre-existing things. Mm-hmm. And with that info, are we supposed to take away that obviously this didn't really happen and that this is just her dealing with issues in her own way? Or I'm not sure. I d- what, definitely what saw think? the Goblin King figurine mm-hmm. that's like prominent next to her mirror. I didn't catch the other she, ones. She has yeah. a she has a David Bowie picture in her room too, of like a full <laughs> David Bowie. Nice. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think you you can look at it either way. I think a more. I, I don't know. Like, if you want to make it more like realistic, um, it's she obviously is very dramatic and has a very big imagination. So it's just her like in her imagination playing with her toys or whatever, um, or it's just real. <laughs> She turned it and they were like, oh, we're back. I also, I think it's odd that they like show up when the parents get home. Because then it, she's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here. I'm up in my room. And then it's like 30 creatures. Are, like, aren't they about to walk up and like say hi and open the door and stuff? Yeah. I also find it a little weird that she's essentially home alone. Like the brother fell asleep and she goes into her room and closes the door. Yeah. Like, no, nobody's home. <laughs> you don't need yeah. to close the door yeah. and like hide away. And I like how her dad was like, are you home? Yeah. (laughs) I certainly fucking hope so after that (laughs) fit you guys threw at the beginning of the movie. Like, dear God. God, Everybody was arguing and the dad was just kind of like. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Other than she's going to have an awful time cleaning up a room because they had so much confetti in there. (laughs) They sure did. (laughs) Well, I mean, there we could ask one other person what they thought was the meaning of the ending um is it time can we bring on our guest now yeah let's okay um so let's bring on someone who is actually there um we have ludo joining us today whoa hi i didn't know i didn't know we were having another guest yeah well we wanted to surprise you ken oh thank you great here Hi, Ludo. Hi. Um, Ludo. Well, what do you, what do you think? What do you, well, what do you think of, what do you think of, what do you think of me? And what do you think? 
burned. Um, and what about Ken? Smell bad. <laughs> yeah, that's nice that you can eat, you tell it, even though we're Zoom. That's great. Um, Stinky. Wait, so great. Ludo, what's up with the end? Party. Yeah, <laughs> we, we gathered that. Um, Ludo, uh, are, are you supposed to represent something else? Ludo. Yeah, I didn't so, think that was going to work. I, well, maybe he's just saying that it's real. Okay, yeah. Friends! Okay, great. CJ, do you have any questions for Ludo? Hi, Ludo. So thank, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, no questions, really. Uh, just that I'm sure it was a pain to, to clean up all that party confetti, huh? Confetti! Ludo, are you voiced by the same person as Animal? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Ludo, can you, if you don't mind, I'm sure you get asked this all the time. Can you do the rock summoning thing? Uh, whoa! <laughs> I just got hit. Okay, okay, bye, Ludo. Great. Thanks for coming on. I just got pelted by rocks over here. Did <laughs> yeah. that happen for you guys too or no? No, not over here. Oh, I'm not Jesus. sure before, so I'm sure they're downstairs. <laughs> okay, great. They're in your laundry room. You're going to yeah. have a tough time. <laughs> Ah, well, I was hoping Ludo could stick around for trivia, but I mean, maybe not. So let's uh, let's go to trivia. It's time for... Hey, did you do that? That's right. For new listeners, this is the part of our show where we pit our guests and CJ head-to-head to see who knows the most about what we watched. Corey, CJ, are you two ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for some reason, my throat is really sore now. I don't know what that's about. Oh, that's strange. Just choked up from meeting a movie star. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know where you did the first question. First question. (laughs) How many Muppets were in the dance magic scene, which is the the babe scene? Do we get a multiple choice? No. (laughs) Just closest. (laughs) No. Uh, 23. That's my lucky number. But I was going to go a lot higher. I'm going to say like 84. Wow. We have to do some math now. Uh, okay, CJ is closer, uh, but it is more than 23. It's 48. Okay. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot of Muppets. That's a lot of Muppets. A lot, yeah. They've got, what, like 100 people (laughs) then like puppeteering all of them at once? I'm really sweaty. Uh, Next question. How many pairs of hands were in the helping hands uh, scene? That's immediately what my mind went to. I'm glad this is a question (laughs) because I wanted to know that too. (laughs) How many pairs of hands? Like, mm-hmm. okay, so pairs of hands. I'm going to say... People. Pairs of hands, a.k.a. people. I'm going to say 12. Oh, that's a okay. good one. Do I think it's more than that? 15. CJ's closer again, but once again, way too low. 100. Wow. Oh, God. oh my gosh. Yes. I figured yeah. it was just like... No, she's they not were like actually, actually supporting falling. her. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were actually holding her up. Yeah. Wow crazy wow man yeah we didn't even talk about that or the riddle guys <laughs> oh i liked that scene that was fun all right next question who else was not considered for the role of the goblin king so i'm going to list four choices three of them were also considered for david wow. bowie's part one was not okay. was it a michael jackson b prince c Mick Jagger? Or D, Paul McCartney? McCartney. I'm going to say Michael Jackson. 
CJ gets the point. It's McCartney. <laughs> Corey. I thought it was a red hair. <laughs> that makes sense. So it must be, it must be, you're trying to throw me off. Michael Jackson wanted to be like a movie star. I, I know that he, mm-hmm. he at one point wanted to be Jar Jar Binks. So That's I know right. like he has a connection with George Lucas who produced this. Wow. Not dead. Wow. Yeah. A good point. Yeah, which I think is just a crazy fact to know that Michael Jackson could have been Jar Jar Binks. What if that helped or hurt Jar Jar's career? <laughs> Great question. hurt <laughs> Michael Jackson's career. He, uh, he apparently like then met the actor who went on to play Jar Jar Binks and just like cold-shouldered him and was like so jealous in person. Right. <laughs> very funny that like the most famous pop star is jealous of this one actor. Wow. He's just like us. We're all flawed. <laughs> all right, next question. True or false? This movie has a sequel. False? True. CJ gets the point. Corey. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. I thought, see, I, I'm just going to start guessing what I actually think. <laughs> I'm like, no, that can't be right. <laughs> You're playing head games in your own head. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I think we might already know who the winner is, but it's time for the final question. What is the Rotten Tomatoes Tomato Meter score in percentage closest without going over? CJ, since you're in the lead, you go first. And as always, this question is worth four points. Right. We always yes. do that. Of course, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, critic score for this movie. It's got like super famous person in it. It's Jim Henson, Henson produced by George Lucas. Not that that really should matter with the critics but it usually does i don't know 83 okay Corey. 98 wow <laughs> that is a bold guess <laughs> and Corey, just as a reminder the question was it is <laughs> closest without going over <laughs> yeah so the okay. 97 okay uh, <laughs> yeah right. okay Corey, you're you're over, uh, but CJ, so are you. Oh, okay. Uh, so cool. no one gets the point, but it was 75%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty pretty good, actually. Yeah. Higher than I would have thought. Um, but that makes CJ our winner. Congratulations. All right, Corey, I'm going to give you one last chance to get any points during this. Um, what, what was the audience score in Rotten Tomatoes for this? Just closest between the two of you. CJ, you can go first too, because I think that'll yeah. that'll give her uh, audience advantage. maybe not I, I really have no idea. I'm gonna go audience are more cynical, so maybe like a sixty. Okay. Ninety five. <laughs> okay. Not learning your lesson. All right, here we go. <laughs> well, to be fair, you are closer. So you get the point. Yeah. Eighty six percent. Okay, can we go back and talk about the Riddle Lads? Oh, yeah. The Riddle Lads. The Riddle Lads, they're so much fun. And it's a very well-known riddle. You know, one of my favorite influencers does a bit about this on his TikTok. Um, I think I, I know, know who you're referring yeah, to. I don't know if you guys follow Freddy Pow Pow, but he does, like, he's, like, a D&D and, like, RPG player. Um, he's great. Uh, but something that I really like about the way they do it here is when – Sarah asks them a question. They have to talk to each other to like figure it out. Yeah. Makes me think that they both just, they just kind of like decide like it's not, no, it's not one of them or the other. It's just like, we're right. just on vibes. 
Also, yeah, like based on what other characters have said, it could have been like a hundred years since anybody has come up to them. So they they might have forgotten. It's, that seemed to sort of be a common theme of like, yeah. oh, I haven't had to do this in forever. So yeah. I, Wait, I don't which remember. one of us is supposed to be lying? <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Same with like the rock faces that kept yelling, like, turn back now. And they, mm-hmm. the ho- Hogel, Hoggle. Yeah. yeah, had to be like, just shut up. We're fine. Like, don't. And then The Rock had to plead, be like, please, I haven't gotten to say it in a long time. Um, Sarah calls him Hogwart. Twice. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody we says his name right. <laughs> that this is the first time the word Hogwart has been used. Yeah. J.K. Rowling, plagiarizing. Is it? Yeah. Is this where she got it from? Notorious Turf. I don't know. Yeah. Notorious Turf. All right. Well, I think it might be time for our ratings. Ratings. Corey, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate Labyrinth for you? For me, I would rate Labyrinth probably like a um, an 8.5 Fushigi balls out of... <laughs> How does it work with the half one? That would be hard to like roll around and stuff. It's just a smaller ball? I it's one you dropped, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. going to get a 9 and then you dropped one and good luck. Right. Because they have like bubbles. I don't know. It dropped <laughs> Eight and a half, pretty good. Yeah. Um, for comparison, I looked it up ahead of time. Road to El Dorado, you gave a nine, so we've gone down yeah. a peg. It's definitely better. I wish I gave it. I think I originally gave it higher. <laughs> I would rate. I would rate El Dorado higher. Do you want to? Do you want to? Nope. Like, okay. <laughs> I do like El Dorado more than this movie. What's um? What's holding you back from a higher score on uh, Labyrinth? Um. The. So I said <laughs> I said not enough. No. Um the I said earlier that my least favorite song is Chili Down, but I think it's the one in the masquerade because I forgot about that. Uh, so like that part's kind of slow. And then the beginning to me is kind of annoying when they're all when the baby's crying and she keeps complaining and the staff yeah. kind of a bitch. I'm yeah. just please come <laughs> on. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty harsh opening scene of her really hating yeah. her baby brother. Yeah. She has a couple cringy lines. Sarah does. She's like, maybe it doesn't go on forever. Maybe I'm just taking for granted that it does. <laughs> um, yeah. And then she runs for like five more seconds and then gives up. And, and pouts. Yeah, yeah has a tantrum. It does. <laughs> ah, there's another wall. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. <laughs> You can clearly see it's a backdrop. Pretty obvious <laughs> camera trick. Ken, how about you? Okay, for me, Labyrinth. Hmm. Well, <laughs> it's a movie. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We're starting musical, there, huh? But it's a musical, so we're into negative points, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, this is visually very interesting. It's it's something I've been meaning to watch for a long time, and I. I don't think I even established that I've never seen this before. I don't know if maybe that was just a given. But, yeah, so I'm glad I I finally got to watch it. The plot was uh, very thin. I don't know. There's just one one point, and she's trying to to get there. Um, I I wish I could have – I clearly I was looking for more of a meaning at the end of the movie for what this all – meant or any lessons learned or things like that and i definitely feel like they hinted at some lessons learned throughout mm-hmm. like at one point she like kind of learns to accept that some things just aren't fair mm-hmm. which but i was hoping that would be better applied when she got back to the real world 
mm-hmm. and that didn't really happen. She There's gave just... her toy to her baby brother, and I was right. like, How big of you. <laughs> you have like <laughs> 20 t- stuffed bears. <laughs> oh, giving up one, yeah. The big thing she took away from it was learns to accept that she can't just give away her baby half-brother, and then it learns to share one one single toy with him. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just wanted more, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, all the Muppet work was really cool. Uh, anyway, for me, I'm going to give it like a 5.5, 5, I think. Okay. Ken, that is the same score you gave for Rodel Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Huh. That's very interesting. There's a theme developing here. <laughs> I didn't know that. Just to be fair, I did. that is that is a true That's rating. Very funny. CJ, for me, um, yeah, obviously Jim Henson is the best to ever do it in terms of like puppetry. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff was mind blowing. That it's mm-hmm. all like practical effects. So 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 cool. Wouldn't say the main character was like the most relatable or like best person in it. She kind of just complains the whole movie. And then, yeah, at the end is like, oh, I get to hang out with all my friends. It's like, yeah, you barely saved what? the day. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that you should be rewarded really. But yeah, it, uh, it was cool to see David Bowie acting. I don't know that I've ever seen him in one of his movies yet or anything. Also, this is my first time viewing it. I've never seen it before. Had heard about it a bunch. Uh, that being said, maybe like a, probably like a six. This is, it was, it okay. was all right. She's not a great sister. Like in the no. beginning, the baby is crying and she puts him in the crib and just like, uh-huh. still crying. And she's just like walking away. Yeah. Like picks him up and is just like screaming at him. I mean, like, why yeah. are you like this? Like, Jesus, <laughs> it's a baby. Uh-huh. Doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah, and just throws yeah throws a tantrum at the beginning of the movie. Ah, oh, somebody was in my room. I hate that. It's like calm down. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. the line delivery for those few lines that you just referenced are very funny. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> over the top. Over the top. Yeah. What did you rate El Dorado, CJ? I also gave El Dorado a five point five. So okay. <laughs> I went up a little bit. Better for Jim Henson. Hey. Yeah. Jim Henson is worth half a point. He's worth more than that, but yeah. David Bowie, am I misremembering that? I, I don't know if either of you wouldn't even know this, but there was a vampire movie that I think David Bowie was in. Yeah, the the Hunger. Anyway, that's the Never only other thing I've ever seen him act in. So, uh, Never heard of it. Check it out; it's pretty pretty vibey. Mm. Uh, even just look up a picture of of him in that movie because he's got some pretty sweet sunglasses on. <laughs> oh um, yeah, that's yeah. quite a look. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed in the like ending credits, the baby is listed third. The baby is third <laughs> behind Jennifer Conley and David Bowie. Wow, that's strange because I'm sure that baby didn't make a lot of friends on set by just screaming all the time. But uh, okay, well, Corey, thank you for joining us. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug at the end here, or any words of wisdom? Words of wisdom. Um. Uh, share your toys. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. Finally, somebody. Finally. Uh, I don't think I have anything to plug. Um, I don't have any consistent shows happening. Um, 
Hey, um, I'm taking a class. If you're in Chicago, I am taking annoyance and I have a 10 minute set. Our class gets a 10 minute set um, for a showcase on December 18th on Sunday. It's free if you have nothing else to do. What time? I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> Just go cool. Sunday, December 18th at annoyance. Just hang out. Yeah. Hang, hang out. out all day. Get some drinks. Hope you see Corey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can ask her what time the show starts. <laughs> Oh, you're here. It must be soon then, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's been here since 5 a.m. But yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got to plug. Um, because the other podcast that I'm on, um, we keep trying to schedule a time where we can all record, and it's just not happening. So, hey, if you want to listen to old episodes of Blank yeah. City at Blank City Pod. <laughs> Blank City Pod. Blank City Pod. What's the, what's the premise of your podcast? It is a tabletop RPG podcast. Ooh. I can... Cool. Read the official description. Blank City Knower is an actual play anthology series about exploring the dark and storied past of an entire city, one RPG at a time. From paranormal high schoolers to pirate sailing the high seas, from haunted hotels to larger-than-life wrestlers, we'll create and explore a city with rich and engrossing history. Every day is a strange new day in Blank City, and who knows what the citizens will discover next. So we basically build a city in episode one with a tabletop uh, game that's like building a city. And then we play one um, one shots of different tabletop games um, that all hmm. happen within the city. So we do, we've, we've done um, like monster hearts. Um, we've hmm. done uh, uh, a one-off with like uh, great society, which is the Jane Austen one. We've done a couple um, wrestling ones, but I forgot what they're called. Um, stuff like that. It's cool. a lot of fun. Nice. I played Monster Arts before. That's a good one. It's fun. Yeah. That's my favorite episode from season one. Can whoever wrote that description write ours? (laughs) That was so well. Yeah. Ours is one sentence that is like six words. I'll send um, our GM Ryan Stevens your way. Um, They're a playwright. So it's kind of like. Ah, got it. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, ours premise is significantly less interesting so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well thanks well, Corey. thank you again yeah, yeah thank you appreciate it we'll have you back on soon cj what do we have to plug you can follow us on all the things at overtalkabod email us at overtalkabod at gmail.com call or text us at usacat 1591 or go to our website overtalkingpod.party you can use the search bar type in the word Corey, find the el dorado episode it was a fun one that's where you can find us oh no they're here yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the overtalking overlords have arrived. They, of course, are our ghastly, otherworldly landlords who show up at the end of every episode to remind me to remind you. If you like the show, please go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review. Reviews are what help people find at this podcast. Also, we spend enough money in advertising, so if you like the show, please tell a friend and spread the word. We would really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, do you guys know the Goblin King? Are you friends with the Goblin Team King? King? Yeah. Oh, they just whipped out some of those balls. Oh, they, I don't, oh, wow. I don't know if really that's an answer that. or not, but uh, wow. Yeah, they're very, they're just juggling them all over the place. All right. And they're gone. I don't know. That was it. That's <laughs> not, not an answer. Yeah, they don't really answer any of our questions. It's weird. No. Ah, and as we always say, uh, how's that one babe song go? Something about the babe. <laughs> You remind me of the babe. You remind me of the babe.
<laughs> You're getting a Bowie impression in there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The power of voodoo. Yeah, right? That's it. Bye. <laughs> this episode of the Overtalking Podcast was produced by Ken and CJ, edited by CJ. This week's guest was Corey Drennan. Music by Justin Peters, logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs. Hey, Overtalkers, just wanted to say next week for our Thanksgiving episode, we have returning guest Steve, so you know what that means. It's time to finally watch F9, the ninth movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. See you next week. Love you. Bye.